0: Many Chargers fans were upset when the Chargers went down to the Kansas City Chiefs, but the great news is the Chargers are still in a great position to go make the playoffs, and they control their own destiny. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day what is up and welcome into the lockdown Chargers podcast i'm your host daniel wade joined as always by my co-host david Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the chargers for over five seasons doing our own facebook live show chargers domination live and now this is our fourth season as a host of the lockdown Chargers podcast bringing you your team every day all right guys what is up hopefully everyone enjoyed their sunday off right a lot of blood pressure going down on a Sunday for once. Thank you guys for making us your first listen today. We very much appreciate it. And we also have some big news because on tomorrow's show, we have a very, very special guest. We have NFL Network's Taylor Bashani coming on the show. So make sure you guys don't miss that. She's going to come on to talk everything Chargers with us tomorrow. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the new Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and follow the show wherever you get your podcast from so you never miss an episode. But David, I mean, I think one of the things we thought about all weekend was just what the Chargers' playoff chances are now. Because now the division's pretty much out of hand, right, for the most part. If the Chargers win out, the Chiefs lose a couple of games, probably not likely. But their playoff chances are still very, very much alive. And that is something that I wanted to get into today. Because if the Chargers win out, they pretty much control their own destiny. So we're going to get into some playoff you know, percentages based on New York Times playoff predictor what the chargers have to do to get into the playoffs and what their chances are. If they lose certain games, like what happens if they lose to the Broncos, but win the other two and so on and so forth. And then we didn't want to do a full, what went right, what went wrong today. So we're going to combine them both into one segment at the end of the show and highlight some performances from Sunday's game against the Kansas city chiefs or Thursday's game. I should say last week, it's been a while since the game, but I think there were still some silver linings to take away from that game, even though we might not have been able to get into all of them last week on the recap show. But playoffs we're talking playoffs David I mean David's wearing his Chargers Christmas sweater so I know he's got playoffs on the mind that's a great gift right there I mean that's something for sure you'd want to wear but David the Chargers still control their own destiny I mean if they win out they have the really all the tiebreakers they need in the AFC to where if they can finish the season 11 and 6 at this point with where everyone else is in the conference even with a game still to happen, you know, between the Browns and the Raiders, which has some importance. But the Chargers have over a 99% chance to make the playoffs if they just win the rest of their game. So as much as that sucked to lose to the Chiefs on Thursday night, the Chargers still control their own destiny.
1: Yeah, they certainly do. Um, it, it does suck that the, that they were not able to take down the Chiefs when they had every opportunity to get that that done there. But, I mean, hey, another, cha- another year, uh, another chance – uh, but the Chargers have a chance here at the playoffs, and they definitely can do it. I mean, if you look at these three teams that are uh, left on the Chargers schedule, you got the Texans coming up on Sunday, they should destroy the Texans. I mean, no offense, but the Texans are a very, very bad football team, so the Chargers absolutely should handle their business in that game. I think if you look at these three games left on the schedule, there's one that sticks out you know, more than the other two, Uh, of a game that probably gives you a little bit more discomfort or anxiety than the others, and that's probably the Broncos, right, because the Broncos have already beaten the Chargers once. But the Chargers definitely are in a great position still, even after the loss, to the Chiefs to make it to the playoffs, and that's exactly what we want sitting here in December.
0: Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing about the AFC is just that it's so tight that, like, the Chargers aren't even mathematically eliminated from having the number one seed in the AFC like they could win out and crazy things could happen and they could end up with a bye week still it's not going to happen right I mean there's a very tiny chance that it could happen probably not that's just goes to show you you know everything is really still in front of them but the most important thing is is even with the cluster of teams right now that are sitting at eight and six they have the tiebreakers and if they win out which is three more AFC wins and two more AFC West wins that's going to give them everything that they need to make the playoffs and make it at least as a wild card. I mean, the division's still technically alive. The number one seed's still technically alive. But more than likely, they have a wild card game really, really imminent in their future. If they can win all three of these games, it's 100%. And that's really all you can ask at this point. First-year head coach, right, obviously. Second-year quarterback. An incomplete roster. You can control your own destiny down the stretch in three very winnable games. And I just think that, David, there's a few things, though, that will have to happen for the Chargers to win out. I mean, there's a chance they go 2-1, and and we'll get into that in the next segment, just the chances if you are to lose some games. But what do you think is most important for the Chargers to go 3-0 and o down this stretch?
1: For me, I think the most important thing for the Chargers is to control the turnover battle. It's, in, it's imperative to their success. If they turn the ball over on defense and they protect the football on offense, they can score points with anybody in the NFL. I think we've seen that. Justin Herbert, when he protects the football, the Chargers tend to win football games. So if they protect the ball on offense and they take it away on defense, I think that is one of the most important things and one of the biggest reasons why they would have made it to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think that's a huge part of it, just because with the defense specifically, when they're turning the ball over, it's covering up a lot of their issues. And that's something that you definitely need throughout the rest of the season is you need to cover up some of those flaws you have defensively because as we saw in the last one even if your run defense is going well it still doesn't mean much if you're giving up 400 passing yards patrick mahomes and you know 339 to travis kelsey Ugh. and tyree kill so for me it's health i mean health oh, yeah and covid right i mean i think those are the two most important things that we've seen affect teams and the chargers specifically this season is just like if you have six guys pop up on a COVID list for a game, it's going to be really tough to win that. And a lot of teams are dealing with that right now. You can't really always hope that the NFL is going to postpone a game for you to get players back on the field, right? Even the vaccinated ones who might have to miss a game. We've seen Keenan Allen miss a game, Rashawn Slater most recently, Jerry Tillery, Christian Covington, Linval Joseph, and Joey Bosa barely made it back, right? Keenan, I guess Keenan Allen did, you know, only end up missing one game, but still, like, down the stretch, if more guys start testing positive, it's going to be a problem for the chargers. And obviously Trey Pipkins did a great job and we'll get into that later, but that is something that could absolutely derail them. And also what you saw from Derwin James and what the defense looked like without Derwin James out on the field, right? Getting him back from a hamstring Well, and getting a Sante so
1: Samuel jr. Back. I mean, that's going to be so massive. And and I know coach Staley said that he was very close to coming back. You got to hope that, you know, it's this week so he can kind of get out there and, and get his legs under him, you know. Get his conditioning back. You know. Get out there and and get a, go against a team that he should, you know, frankly dominate. So get his confidence back up. Uh, Asante is an integral part to this team, and he's one of the most important guys. And the Chargers have been without him for almost a month. It, it, it's it's been noticeable for sure. Now the, the one positive I think that came out of that is at least Michael Davis I think has raised his game. I think Chris Harris Jr. to a degree has raised his game. So, you know, those things are good things. Now, those guys racing their level of play and then getting a very healthy, at least bodied Asante Samuel Jr. back in this important stretch run, Daniel, I think is very, very important.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, Asante Samuel Jr. has been their best corner still. Even with Michael Davis, I thought he played well in the last game. For the most part, outside of really one play, I thought he played pretty good. So, yeah, having him and Asante Samuel Jr. takes their secondary to a much better level than what you saw last week when they were getting shredded right and i mean the safety depth is going to be a big part of that too getting derwin james back having his backup alohi gilman back which we saw (laughs) yeah i was about to
1: say even marshall
0: if trey marshall is mostly on special teams that's the best thing for the chargers right now given what we've seen from him out on the field and that's no disrespect to him just how it's gone but the broncos game is definitely one that's highlighted because that's the only team out of these three teams that has beat you right you've beat the raiders You should beat the Texans because they've been one of the worst teams in the NFL. The Broncos have beat you, and obviously, we'll see what happens. Hoping that Teddy Bridgewater has a full recovery and everything's good with him. Of course, but we don't know who that quarterback is going to be for that game right now. Either way, I think the defense is going to be good no matter what, and the offense for the Chargers has to get through that and continue playing at a high level. I mean, thirty-five point three points per game the offense has scored over the last three games. I mean, they've been borderline unstoppable when everything is clicking for them. So if the Chargers offense can keep it up, you expect the Chargers defense to do enough to not give up 35 points, which is what the Chargers have been averaging recently. And I think that Broncos game is the most important one because they only scored 13 points against the Broncos last time. They looked all out of whack. And the crazy thing is not to have the defeatist attitude or anything, but even if the Chargers lose to the Broncos, they still have a really, really good shot of making the playoffs so we'll get into that in other playoff scenarios that the chargers could run into including you know if they lose to the raiders but win the other two games and all of that coming up right after this but first i need to tell you guys about boost mobile you guys listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge you switch to boost mobile for the power of saving money because with boost you get the power of a free 5g phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes the power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all of that brain power to and the power of America's largest 5G network so you can do it all, all at the speed of 5G. With all that money that you'll save and all that knowledge that you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out and get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to America's one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage is not available everywhere for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. All right, David. So we talked about some of the playoff percentages, and obviously the Chargers could go 3 0. We know they're three very winnable games. I think the Chargers' offense will at least put up a better performance than they did against the Broncos last time. I think the Chargers' defense should hopefully put up a better, much better performance than they did the last time. And, you know, having better. Derwin James back and Asante Samuel Jr. back will help a lot of those things, especially with how good the run defense has been recently for the most part. So. That is something that is going to play a big factor in it, but according to the New York Times playoff predictor, if the Chargers lose to the Broncos but beat the Raiders and the Texans, they still have about an 85% chance to make the playoffs, which is crazy, dude, because obviously the Broncos are another team that's technically in the hunt, and their you know chances took a little bit of a hit this week as well, so that definitely helped the Chargers, but at the same time, it's not all or nothing on that one game, David. I mean, they could still have a great chance. Obviously, they don't control their own destiny at that point. they still need some things to fall right for them. But they still have a great chance. And that's just going two and one down the last three games.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember, uh, you know, I was probably about six or seven, I don't know, maybe even a decade ago, where the Chargers needed like, I don't know, three or four different games to go their way to get to the playoffs. And they all went to Chargers' way. So we've seen some absolutely insane combinations of, of games sure. and things happen to where you know the, these situations can get very convoluted. But uh, yeah, even if they lose to the Broncos and they take care of business against the Texans and the Raiders, that's going to help because their conference uh, wins. They still have some significant wins in their pocket, and they're going to add two more of those uh, now you have to absolutely win those games in that situation. And then you're going to need a little bit of help, but there's going to be some cannibalism that's going to take place. Daniel, that is going to probably ensure that you get to where you need to go. But obviously the clearest, clearest path is winning all three of those games. But if you do drop the one against the Broncos, you're going to have to rely on some of that cannibalism to help you out.
0: Right. And I mean, 86% chance is still a really good chance. And these are all, you know, about eighty-five percent chance. It's all yeah. just an algorithm, things like that. But it gives you a good sense that, like, they're not out of it by any means. That's a great chance. The problem is, though, is that I mean, that's a fourteen percent chance you're not making it because you still have to have other things go right for you. But right, winning the Broncos game is the most important game because if you beat the Broncos and at least one of either the Texans or the Raiders, you're going to have a great shot going two and one and beating the Broncos. In those situations, the Chargers beat the raiders or beat the broncos and the texans and lose to the raiders you still have a 93% chance to make the playoffs if you beat the broncos and somehow god forbid you lose to the texans They you better still have not. yeah and you still and you beat the raiders i mean if you lose the i mean that's the thing is like even if the chargers lost this weekend david against the texans they'd still be not only mathematically alive but as long as they won their last two games they'd still be probable to make it as long as they won out <laughs> it's crazy
1: that it, That is crazy, and I'm telling you right now, uh, I spent a lot of money on some very <laughs> nice seats for this game. I'm sitting pretty much right behind the, the Chargers bench uh, in Houston uh, on Sunday. I'm going with my dad. Uh, it's the first time we've ever been to a football game together, so that's going to be a lot of fun. But this Texans team is horrible, and we're going to get into it later on in the week when you know we do our our, our you know keys for success and all that <laughs> on the Texans. But the Chargers better drag the Texans. Uh, And even, you know, if they sleepwalk through this game and they somehow lose, it does give you some solace that they still have an opportunity to get to the playoffs. But, Daniel, do they even deserve to get to the playoffs if they lose to the damn Texans? Mm.
0: Probably, I mean, probably not, honestly. I mean, the thing is, I think it's just like, if you lose to the Texans, it's just like, how do you have confidence that you're going to still win those last two games, right? Exactly. Because that just means that, you really never know who's going to show up on Sunday because the one game that we've seen them play a bad team, they handled the giants. Right. And it got a little yeah. spread late, but it was way out of hand already. Like the game was already decided by that yeah. point. But yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. to think Brian Staley's first season, you know, it's the chances are still this good and you still control your destiny with three games to go, David. I mean, there's only three more games for the chargers and then they will be in a playoff yeah. game and that's, And that's the thing, too, is like that's going to be so important as well. Like, Who do you get matched up with? Do the Colts overtake the Titans in the AFC South, and you get that running game to go up against, right? Do you have to get matched up against the Patriots because they're not the number one seed anymore, right? Now the Chiefs are, again, the number one seed. I don't know if you want to see that team in the playoffs, right? Or do you get someone like the Bills? Can they come back? So many different things can happen, but – the main thing is just the Chargers can go out there and make the playoffs for sure just by handling their own business and just learning from some of their mistakes. I mean, yeah, the Raiders game, they should obviously win just because that team seems to be going in the wrong direction. The Broncos, you should have enough offense to put up more than 13 points. You should be able to do enough to win that game as well. And the Texans we just talked about. But if, you're, if you had to pick one, David, though, if you had to make a prediction on how many games of the next three you think they're going to win, what would you say?
1: Yeah, like I said earlier in the show, the Broncos game does give me a little bit of pause just because of, you know, their, their defense is very, very good. Uh, but Drew, Drew Locke is, is really bad. And, <laughs> and obviously, we don't, we're don't we not going to speculate on injuries, and we definitely hope that right. Teddy gets back and he's healthy and he's able to play again this season. But if he is not able to play in this game, the, the Chargers should roll over that. So with that being said, and you know honestly, I, I have my doubts that Teddy's going to be back for that game. So if that's the case, and I do feel that, I, I think the Chargers will go 3-0 and they'll finish out the season, and I do believe they'll get to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and that's the easiest way to do it. You win all your games, you're going to make the playoffs, and it's just nice to be able to know that right now. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if I had to put money on it, I would say 2-1 and one and not want to pick which game it is just because obviously the Raiders are a divisional game. Broncos are a divisional game. Anything Safe can happen. Daniel. I mean, I just – it feels like what the Chargers would do just based – I mean, it's hard to imagine they're going to string together three wins right now when they haven't had that all season, right? Or they've had it once, I think, all season. So it's hard to have confidence that they're going to be able to do it again. That's a lot of games in the NFL, the win in a row. You know, it's, it's not sure. easy to do no matter who you're playing against. But, I mean, 86% chance, even if you lose to the Broncos, makes you feel a little bit better about it. And you should beat the Broncos. I mean, that's yeah. really – all it takes. And I mean, even if the Raiders are somehow pull off some miracle upset against you, you'd still have a 93% chance of making the playoffs. It's all right in front of you. And so I just the, the biggest the thing is, is
1: definitely win those first two games. If you win against the win against the Texans and you win against the Broncos, your chances are very, very healthy, no matter what happens against the Raiders, whether they stand on the, the, on, on the logo in the middle of the field or not, it's not going to matter. So if you win those first two games, you're in a very, very healthy position to make the playoffs. And of course, if you just smack the Raiders around and put them out of their misery, then everything's good. And you're right, right where you want to be.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, would you rather, I mean, I guess you'd rather lose the Broncos and lose the Texans, but oh, uh, yeah. you, you want those divisional games so much. It's just, you don't want to get yeah. I don't want to get me.
1: swept by anyone in the division to, to be quite honest with you. I, I mean, we got to get that one back from the Broncos and honestly, you know, I've been a Raider hater forever. So, if we sweep the Raiders, then that would be fantastic. I would love it.
0: Well, the divisional games are always worth more because it's another divisional win, which counts in playoff tiebreakers, and it's also another conference win. Obviously, with the Texans, you're getting a conference win, but if you lose to the Broncos, right, and then you're 3-3 three and three inside the division, that's not going to help your chances in a playoff race, especially, you know, if the Chiefs have it locked up by, week, you know, the last week of this season – and then they don't have to play anyone against the Broncos, and that gives the Broncos an easy win. You just don't know what's going to happen between now and then because you know every team could change so dramatically with such a big cluster at eight and six right now. Right now, the Chargers hold the tiebreakers, and that's why it's like if they can just hold on, keep doing you know, what they're doing, and finish out the season and go three and zero, they'll make the playoffs, which is cool, and that means we get to cover some playoff football, which gets me excited. But yes. there was other some also other things from that game last week, and I think that showed you they're, they're a playing on team right in a lot of ways hanging with a really good team given the guys that were out and so much more and there were some things that obviously have to get fixed some will help with some reinforcements coming back and so forth but we're going to get into what went right and what went wrong coming up right after this and give you some you know players that we didn't get to highlight enough on the last show and some things that have to change for the chargers to finish their season three and oh because some things are going to definitely have to go right like we were talking about but First, I have to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar. Of course, and of course, I'm talking about Built Bar. The holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich and decadent with flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. I mean, Built Bars are my go-to protein bar now, and it's so nice, especially to have going through the day, like to get through that wall at the end of the day. Because when I get home from work, I almost always want to take a nap. I don't often have a lot of time to take a nap, so you get home crush a built bar and you're going to power through and get the rest of the work that you need done or in the middle of the shift right just getting something that's going to get you to the end without wanting to call your eyes out while also having something that tastes great and fits on your diet and that's just the biggest thing it's so hard to do having something that fits on your diet that also tastes really good and is good for you that's what you get with built bar plus all of the flavors you go peanut butter brownie cookies and cream but you could also go you know coconut almond cherry barcia there's a bunch of limited time flavors and you can get a mixed box where they'll let you try all the flavors that they have, and I promise you, you're going to come away with one that's your favorite. And you know the next box will probably be all of one kind. You'll probably go through it pretty quick. But dip your built bar into a piping hot of hot cocoa in the holiday season, guys. Holidays are coming up. Built bars are also a great gift for that. My family, if you're listening, I will take some built bars for Christmas. I'd be very happy about it. But I love you guys. I want you to save some money, so when you do go to built.com, make sure you use the promo code of fifteen, so you can save fifteen percent off your order. That's LOCKED15, all caps, one word, for 15% off to save some money at built.com. I just need to tell you guys about the official betting sponsor of the Locked on Chargers podcast, and that's BetOnline.ag. I just had a ton of fun betting with BetOnline over the UFC fights last weekend and the bowl games on Saturday, NFL on Saturday. We have NFL Monday, Tuesday, right? We have Saturday games again. There's so much to bet on right now. And BetOnline is your number one place for all college and pro football action, and there's a lot of games that are really bad, like we saw on Sunday as well. Once you get the charges out of there, you know, Sundays lose a lot of that excitement. There were some bad games over the weekend, but the one thing that got me through it, having some action on the games, it's just the best thing that you can do, especially for the bad games. So even with teams starting to lock things up, you'll always have a reason to watch with BetOnline.ag because they're going to give you the best lines, odds, and props that you can find, and you can also even make your own props to get the action that you want and go win some money and They'll even help you guys out because if you guys go sign up today, you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code on. That's promo code on all caps, one word, to start betting with house money. Go bet a little. Win a lot at BetOnline, whether it's football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers that they have available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, David. Well, now it's time to get into what went right and what went wrong. We always like to start with what went wrong which obviously there is when you lose the game on primetime and that you were winning. But for this one, we also want to end you know with highlighting some players because I do think there were some positive takeaways to take away from that game as well. But thank you guys again for making us your first listen. If you haven't already, make sure if you need a second listen to check out what the rest of the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer because I'm guessing you like other sports of are here, They're going to have a show for your other favorite teams as well. So make sure to check that out. But, David, what did you think went most wrong for the Chargers against the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football?
1: The, the play calling inside the inside the goal line, you know, the, the three chips inside the five specifically and also Josh Kelly fumbling uh, in that situation, too. It's just absolutely terrible um, that the play calling when you get in those goal to go situations, they, they really need to be paramount and they have to be executed better, too. There's two there's a two like two different batted passes in that situation as well like that. That can happen. The, the Chargers. I mean, they, you know what it was it was really frustrating is their play play calling to get there was fantastic. Like, they were mixing it up well. They were running the ball extremely well. But once they get to where they really got to run the ball or just use the right personnel in those situations right as well, that's something that you brought up as well. But I just think that was one of the most disappointing things for me is just the play calling inside the red area It was not good enough in that game.
0: I mean, I guess the only reason I would disagree with you is just because – on those fourth downs you had something that happened inside the five that should have gotten you a touchdown i mean you have a drop by mike williams inside the five that would have been a touchdown dropped by donald parham obviously freaky situation where it's the right play he's wide open jared cook is you know wide open and justin herbert throws a high and he should have counted. it you have another pass that's batted down but you can see the play is there with the keenan allen right there wide open walks into the end zone if he gets it but i would just say that the execution on fourth down just wasn't good enough because I agreed with his decisions to go for it. I understand why people would want to, you know, pick and choose, but I'm glad if you can only have one, I want the aggressive guy, and I want him to be consistent. I mean, there was times in the Minnesota game where I didn't think it was consistent. He didn't go for it on sometimes that he went for it, you know, normally in other games. And that was kind of weird for him. I like that he's this guy. I liked his explanation as to why he went for it on those fourth downs. If you look at all the analytics, every one of them favored the Chargers in those situations and gave them a higher winning percentage. So. I think that is just the execution. I mean, you have a drop on a fourth down play. On the Jared Cook throw, guys probably would have gotten more open. Keenan Allen was a little bit more open. Justin probably could have made it a little bit of a better throw, but Keenan's Nick, always open. Yeah, it was a farther throw, though. I mean, it's a hash to, you know, far sideline throw that's very quick, and it was decent coverage on him as well. An easy, you know, pass to undercut. I didn't love that everyone's just running, you know, short stuff for the most part, or everything's kind of bunched together. Nick Bolton made a great play on it. But either way, like those the execution on those fourth down plays and in the red zone has to be better, especially down the stretch when you're gonna need points if you get down there against the Broncos and to finish games against these other teams as well. So that was something for me. But I mean, I think Trey Marshall, right, Tavon Campbell, that's another thing. I mean, <laughs> giving up three hundred and thirty-nine yards. <laughs> to Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill in three touchdowns is not ever something that went ha- having right. Having
1: absolutely no answer when Derwin James left left, yeah. left that ball game, I think that's another thing that went wrong. The, just the, the the lack of depth obviously showed itself.
0: Well, and I mean, going into the season, what do we say? You know, like, it's really tough that you have a guy in Derwin James who stayed much healthier, obviously, this year than he has in a long time. You know, yeah, I'm glad to see him on the field as much as we have. But at the same time, though, like, We knew, okay, who was after Nazir Adderley and Derwin James? Because you know these guys have injury history. It was Alohi Gilman. They talked him up in the preseason. He was hurt for this last game as well. And now you're going to Trey Marshall, who you had to kind of pick up off the streets, right? Pick up off of, you know, the scrap heap just to fill in in a really, really important game to win the division. Trey Marshall, Devontae Harris is out there getting snaps. Tavon Campbell is out there, right? And that's not even safety. But we knew that going into the season. That's where you're like, oh, do you bring in Emily Cooker? Do you try to add something else to that spot? They didn't. They went in with what they had, and that's the difference, right? One reception given up to Travis Kelsey when Derwin James is on the field. All of the rest of them, including the game winner and the 69-yarder, Trey Marshall falls down on the 69-yard completion, and then also just bad angles, poor tackling, something else that went wrong as well. But Tavon Campbell, five out of his six targets turned into receptions, 59 yards and a touchdown. Trey Marshall, four for four, reception every time he was targeted. 77 yards. I mean, that adds up. Michael Davis had a pretty good game there. He's maybe in the what went right. But those are what I had for what went wrong. There were still some things that went right, though, David, too. And I think some guys that really deserved, you know, highlights from us and shout outs from us. And that, I think, I mean, winning in the trenches, if we're just going to kind of narrow it down to something, like that was one of the things the Chargers definitely did in this game was they won in the trenches. I mean, Trey Pipkins, I know you shouted it out, tipped your cap to him last week. He deserves a huge shout-out, even though he gave up the most pressures. Like, if he only gives up three pressures in a game where It's only
1: three. Yeah, you say the most, but three is not a lot. I mean, he had a phenomenal game, Dan.
0: Yeah, I mean, the offensive line and defensive line, I thought both played very well. I thought the offensive line opened up a lot of holes in the running game as well, not just protection. Protection-wise, zero quarterback hits. They didn't let Justin Herbert get hit. If that's Trey Pipkins we're talking about, like that's all you want is for him to protect Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert didn't take it. And shout out to Joe Lombardi in that situation as well, right? Because and Joe to Lombardi, the coaching staff too for,
1: yeah. for for really putting in a lot of – obviously putting in a lot of good work behind the scenes with Trey Pipkins to get him out there and let him play the way he played. I mean, it, take, it took a lot of development from when we saw him in the preseason to out there – on Thursday night in front of the entire world protecting one of the best quarterbacks in the league and he played the game of his career like that's yeah. simply as that's simply what it was a great performance by Trent.
0: I mean I don't think there's many like he might be what you need to protect most in this league like I think he yeah. might be the most valuable young commodity in the entire NFL right now just because like He has a couple of years, you know, on his rookie contract. That makes him pretty much the most valuable player in football for the most part if he can play at this level. So, I mean, there's other guys up there as well. But, like, there's an argument to be made there, and they didn't let him get hit. But just in the trenches overall, I mean, you allow zero quarterback hits, only six pressures in the game. And you evolve your offense to be a running team. You run the ball effectively. Yeah, I mean, you're almost 200 yards on the ground. I mean, that's not something we had seen this team really have the capability to do. They wanted to protect Justin Herbert. They wanted to protect Trey Pipkins. They went and gotten done. And then on the other side of that, David, you have the defensive line who where the run defense is still way stingier than it was earlier in the season. I mean, you look yeah. at the Raw stats, 4.3 yards per carry. You would take that. I mean, it's not terrible. It's probably middle of the pack as far as team averages go. But like you take away the 132 yard scramble and the Patrick Mahomes kneel downs to get a better representative sample size of it. It's 17 for 54. So that's a 3.17 right. average. You absolutely take that, but winning in the trenches, big time.
1: Yeah, and then one of the guys that benefited from winning in the trenches, at least on the offensive side, is Justin Jackson, who had one of his best games of his career. I mean, he was phenomenal in this game, and Austin Eckler, the number one guy in the Chargers offense at the running back position, has been clamoring for someone to say, that RB2 spot is mine. I'm taking it. I'm putting my stamp on it. This right here, this game, was Justin Jackson's coming out party and him putting his claim on that RB2 spot. 13 carries, 86 yards, 6.6 yard per carry average. Justin Jackson was fantastic. You saw some of that vintage wiggle from him. He always moves his feet. He was falling forward. He protected the football. He was Really, really good in that game on Thursday. And I hope that is something that we can continue to see because we've, we've seen that. We've seen flashes of that from Justin Jackson in the last few weeks. He seems very healthy. I hope it stays that way because the Chargers could really benefit from this version of Justin Jackson.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that drive where they only you know threw the ball one time and it was the touchdown of Jalen Guy. And that's something you don't see often late in the game. They needed a touchdown. You go up by a touchdown with two minutes left. That's a great thing for the offense. Obviously, unfortunately, the defense was out of gas. And I think that would be something that went wrong, though, is too just if you have a minute, 16 seconds, and all you need is a field goal against the Chiefs. You gotta go get that win right there, right? And they oh, didn't, yeah. they have a penalty. Things don't go their way. But as far as what went well right, there's definitely some great, you know, parts of this game that make you feel like, okay, the Chargers do belong with this team. In a lot of ways, they outplayed this team. That's what makes it more frustrating. But the Chargers absolutely belonged on that field, and they were the better team for most of that game. And then, you know, the wheels start falling off, and you start realizing it's Trey Marshall and Tavon Campbell and these other guys that are on the field. But just to uh, highlight a couple more standout performers, I mean, Andre Roberts, 75-yard kick return. Yeah, baby. We saw one good kick return last year, and it was Nazir Adderley, right? Taking one back almost 100 yards, like, It doesn't happen very often. He just continues to be such a great addition for this team. Joey Bosa, uh, there was a couple of times where, you know, containment, he wasn't there. But for the most part, still their best, you know, is their best pass rusher. Still caused a lot of havoc in this game. Caused a fumble in this game. He's still great. And I mean, Derwin James, what went right? Just because, I mean, you see how much, how important he is to the Chargers team when he's not out there. Like, that's just, the dude is a freak and they need him badly down the stretch.
1: Well, and, and he he knew how important this game was, and he obviously knew he was hurt as well. The Chargers knew he was hurt, but he was going to show his team that he was going to go out there and, and give it everything he had for his team because that's who he is. That's the alpha dog that Derwin James is, and unfortunately he wasn't able to go. Positive thing is, is Brandon Staley said, that the injury was not worsened. So yeah. hopefully he's able to take this extended rest period, get healthy, and and really be ready for this playoff stretch because the Chargers obviously need him.
0: And he was just playing out like he was really coming into his own before the injury, right? I mean, he just yeah. seemed to have taken his game to even another level. He hasn't had a lot of soft tissue stuff. It's always been big injuries that have held him out. So hopefully he can bounce back, you know, and come back to finish strong. For the rest of the season, and thank God he didn't make it worse because obviously he's just so important to this Chargers defense. But Kazir White, still great. I mean, also playing great. Michael Davis playing great. Jerry Tillery, Jerry Tillery. even had some moments. Trey Pipkins yes. had some moments. Storm Norton gave up zero pressures. Like, as bad as that game was and felt after it, I mean, there was still some really good performances. And the Chargers show that they belong amongst the league's elite. But at the same time, David, if you don't go and beat the rest of your division, nobody else cares.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. You got to get your jobs done. You got, I mean, you got the Broncos. You got the Raiders. You got to take care of business against those guys. Like I said, the Texans are are terrible. They should destroy them. God, but,
0: they better not lose to the Texans. Uh, they,
1: they, they, God, <laughs> I swear they better That'd not. That'd be such that,
0: a sick joke, especially for you. He's going to have to be there.
1: Yeah, please, God. Don't do not do that to me.
0: Don't but, do this to David and his father.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But the Broncos... I mean, and also... Beat the Broncos and beat the Raiders because they're your closest division rivals, okay? Beat yeah. them up. Like, take their chance away. And it's going to be even sweeter because if you do, you're pretty much sending them home and taking their playoff chances away. So you have all the motivation you need.
0: Exactly. And you know who I think is probably feeling the same way about the Chargers and their chance the rest of the season? NFL Network's Taylor Bresciani. I can't believe we forgot to talk about it at the start of the show, but we have a huge guest interview that's going to be dropping for you guys tomorrow, and it's with Taylor Bresciani from NFL Network. So we'll talk about Brain Staley, his decisions on fourth down. We'll talk about what Justin Herbert's been able to do to this point in his career, just continuing every week, seemingly breaking new records, right? setting his own records for every rookie quarterback, first two years in the league quarterback that we've ever seen in the league. And that's been so impressive. But you guys are not going to want to miss that, so make sure you don't Make sure to go subscribe to the new Locked on YouTube channel. We will have it on there. You can find it on any platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the TuneIn app, the new Odyssey app, or wherever you find it. You can follow us there, and you'll make sure you see or hear tomorrow's episode, depending on how you guys are consuming it. But we really appreciate you guys making us your first listen. So we'll see you tomorrow for that giant, giant guest interview. If you guys want to get your voicemails on the show, we might do some on Wednesday. The number there is 323-524-7924. We Have to keep the voicemail super short. We guys have been doing a lot better at that, but we need them around 30 to 45 seconds max so we can get them on the show now. So if you guys want to get in on that action, we try to get every chargers voicemail played on the show. But you can also find every show on our social media. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogemeyer on Twitter at talk SD, as well as the show's page at Locked On L A C where we post the show every day. You can also find our new at Locked On Chargers Instagram page and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. But Make sure you guys are here tomorrow with us with Taylor Bashani of NFL Network talking everything, Chargers. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.